0: You are listening to the Lee W. Johnson Podcast, Season 1, Episode 11, titled Some Final Words on Servitors. I'm your host, Lee W. Johnson, and welcome to my podcast, where I talk about all things related to magic, witchcraft, demonolatry and a whole load of other related things. If you would like to find out more about me, get in touch with me, or hire me for a service, please go to my website, leewjohnson.com, or check out my link tree in the description of this podcast. Life and death of a servitor. Everything has a lifespan, including the servitors you create. But how long that lifespan is is determined by the actual purpose of the servitor. And if something goes horribly wrong, what do you do? How do you get rid of the servitor instantly? Let's have a look at those questions in more detail. When it comes to my own servitors, I have a bit of a problem or difficulty in this area because I do come to be quite attached to them. They are my creations, they are my children, and, just like my real-life child, I wouldn't want to suddenly get rid of them. The actual death process can be a bit difficult, but it's a servitor, and depending on what the servitor is created for, what its task is, will determine how long that servitor is active for. If it's a once-off task, then you can program the servitor to die after the task is completed. In some cases, the servitor is something that is ongoing through your whole life. Maybe it's something to do with health, maybe something to do with your business, your financial situation and things like that. These types of servitors continue to operate throughout your entire life, so they will die when you do. All these things should be programmed into the servitor at the very beginning. When I say die, what I mean is... A servitor is a body of energy, and that energy comes from a source, whether that be from you, the elements, or somewhere else, depending on how you created it. At the end of its lifespan, it then disintegrates back into the energy from which it came from. So if you created it from your own personal energy, it just disintegrates back into your own energy. If you created it from an element, let's say air, it disintegrates and becomes the element of air again. The energy body is a concentration of energy from the thing you created it from. The death process is one where it just dissolves and disintegrates. Apart from a programmed time that it will cease to exist as a servitor, if you are feeding it and then forget to do so, it will eventually die anyway. Like anything, if it is not being fed, it won't survive. If the servitor is being fed from an external source, such as the energy of another person, or maybe as eating negative energy that is being sent to you by other people, which is a constant influx of energy for the servitor, then it's going to continue being fed and therefore won't die. In a situation like this, it's good to remember that the servitor could grow and become sentient, and could start wreaking havoc, especially if it has a hoard of food at its disposal that never runs out it will become a big, fat servitor. What do you do in the case of a servitor that has started running rampant? Maybe something just goes completely wrong? Simply program a kill switch at the beginning. It may be a command, a certain action, word, or series of words that you do or say, and once done, the servitor is no more. What I like to do is I create the servitor's name ending in a certain letter or syllable, such as L, E, L. I then program it so that if I remove those letters or change them to something else in the name, say the name three times and then clap three times, it will die, dissolve, disintegrate immediately. Wherever it is, whether it's in its house or off somewhere, this is pre-programmed in. It's just a failsafe just in case something does go wrong and you need that in order to just basically kill it. I hate using that word kill. I don't like killing my servitors. I don't like when my servitors die, but that's just me. Maybe I get too attached to my servitors, who knows. The other aspect to consider here is, if you have housed your servitor in a vessel, I like to use stones, which makes the next process quite easy for me. But once the servitor has served its purpose, completed its task, and died, what do you do with the vessel? Quite frankly, there is nothing magical about it anymore. It's just an empty vessel. It's just an ordinary piece of furniture around the house. You can, for all intents and purposes, throw it in the bin. If it's a nice vase or a jar or an ornament or a statue of some kind, then you can just clean it and put it on the shelf. The reason why I like using stones, which I take from a river, is that I can then return it to the river once it has served its purpose. That's just my personal process. So just to recap, the lifespan depends on the purpose, the task that it has. If it's a once-off thing, then as soon as the task is complete, it dies. Otherwise, it is an ongoing task with no predetermined ending point. Then you can program it so that when you say a particular word, do a particular action, visualise five things coming together and saying a particular word, whatever it is, whatever you feel works for you and something you're not going to accidentally do, then you can pre-program that in as you create the servitor. How many servitors is too many and what happens to our own energy? How much energy does a servitor actually require? How much does it take? Very important questions to ask before going down the road of servitor creation. When it comes to servitor creation, there are a lot of questions regarding energy, use of personal energy, elements, or some other source. Feeding it over a long period of time, because a lot of servitors that you create are going to be around for a long period of time, some of them could last for the rest of your lifetime. In a previous podcast, I did mention that you should only create one, maybe two servitors, that are active at any one given time and the reason for that was the amount of personal energy that they take if you are feeding them from your own energy. If however you are using the cabalistic method where you feed them from the elements you're not using your personal power and therefore it doesn't drain you. As you go more into servitor creation you'll find you'll start questioning things about the energy, about where it comes from, how the servitor is fed, how much energy the servitor needs that all depends on your servitor and how active it is. Of course, if it is feeding from an external source, such as success from sales of a product that you sell, for instance, then you don't need to worry about your own personal energy and the health risks of becoming too drained. Some people will say that you have to feed them once a week from energy that was generated within yourself or energy that you pull in from the elements, energy that you pull in from places. There's a lot of different ways you can build up the energy and feed the servitor. That kind of approach gives a lot more energy to the servitor, so how much energy is enough? I don't think anybody can really agree on this, but what I do want to mention is the use of personal power, the use of personal energy, or your own chi in creation and feeding of the servitor. In a lot of magical rituals and a lot of magical practices and acts that we do expend a lot of energy, especially with servitors. In the creation process itself, we do expend a lot of our own energy, in which case it usually leaves us feeling drained afterwards. Obviously, we are going to regain that energy over two or three days, maybe a week, depending on how much energy you actually used. During that period, you will have to remember that your energy level, your chi, is so low that you are susceptible to disease and illness because you don't have the protection qi actually builds up and is pushed through the skin creating an energy layer that is just above the skin it's called guardian qi this layer above your skin is what protects you from outside influences disease viruses things like that if you completely drain that guardian qi you're going to be a lot more susceptible to these diseases and therefore it can be detrimental to your health so if you have a very weak immune system I will definitely advise you to be very careful with the approach you are going to take. You have to develop your own personal approach, and when you are developing these systems, these methods that are personal to you, you've got to use your imagination. Think about it. Educate yourself about what could happen, or what might happen, if you do this or that. In one of Damon Brand's books, he mentions that he houses the servitors in parts of his body. The servitor might be housed on the tip of the tongue, one might be housed on the tip of the index finger, one might be housed on the tip of the right thumb, or the whole right thumb, all different parts of the body. In this instance, we could consider using something like the practice of Qi Gong to build up more Qi in order to feed them, but until you can actually gauge how much energy the servitors are taking, especially on a collective basis, you could end up depleting your entire guardian chi and become unhealthy. And if you have a couple hundred all housed over your body, you are going to need to produce a lot of energy. It really needs to be looked at from a person-to-person basis. Some people do build up a lot of energy naturally, as I do, but other people find that it depletes very easily. It depends on your lifestyle, it depends on what you eat, it depends what exercise you do. This all becomes personal to you, so how many servitors should you create? It really depends on you. While we're on the topic of energy draining, something you might want to consider, especially if you are a man, is the 7-day creation method where you are using sexual fluids and orgasm to create your servitor. If you look into Chinese medicine and such things as Qigong, even Tantric practices, you will find mention of men being drained of Qi whenever they release semen. If you are doing this over a 7 day period, you may not even have enough energy left at the end to launch your servitor. Just a curious side note there. If this is a concern for you, but you still want to use this method of creation and launching, then you can always build up the energy and concentrate it, and then on the last day use orgasm and sexual ecstatic states in order to launch the servitor. When it comes to magic, there is no right or wrong way. Well, there can be a wrong way, because if you do something wrong, it can go completely haywire. But what I mean by that is, if somebody says this is the only way, they are talking nonsense. There is no only way. There are lots of different ways you can accomplish a task or accomplish the act of doing magic. And you have to find the ones that work best for you. You've got to keep developing and building. Just make sure you adapt and grow. Don't get stuck in a rut thinking this is the way to do it and there's no other way because you've got to keep developing yourself. You've got to keep growing yourself. Keep adapting, keep growing and you'll become better and better as you go. And it never ends. Now let's talk about uh, what to do when your servitor isn't pulling its weight and isn't doing what it's supposed to do. There are a few options here, so let's have a look at those. Quite often we create servitors and send them off on their way, and we wait a week, two weeks and we don't get the results that we were anticipating. There could be a few reasons for this. Maybe it doesn't have enough energy. Maybe it was programmed slightly wrong. There's possibly a bit of a misunderstanding. The objective of the servitor is to go off and do its task and what you programmed it to do and what you intended it to do. Sometimes we find that doesn't happen. There are three main options here. The first one is to kill it. Just get rid of it and start again. To do that, we can go back to the failsafe, the kill switch. Although, if we call it home, then you can absorb it back into yourself, or dissolve the energy back into the element, or just return it to the source that it was created from. After you've gotten rid of that one, you can then create a new one. Just rethink the model, rethink the task that it was meant to do. Maybe rethink how you are creating it altogether. Maybe a different method would work better. In the first case, it's destroy and recreate. In the second instance, you can just find a different energy source. Maybe the one you're using isn't potent enough to get the job done. So you can change the energy source, or you can increase the current energy source. If you are given it personal power, maybe you want to do some work where you are raising more energy within yourself in order to feed it. You can use Qi Gong to generate more Qi, or use the cone of power method from witchcraft. Either way and whatever method you use generate more energy, therefore giving it more energy, and then see if that works. Giving it more energy doesn't always get the results that you want, though. You will have to again wait a week, or maybe two, to see if you get the results that you want after doing that, and then you may want to fall back onto one of the other methods if it doesn't work. It may be that you programmed it wrong. You may have had an intention in mind, and the words that you use don't quite relay that intention. In many regards, this wouldn't happen because the intent you have gets pushed with the will and desire that you have. The words you use are not what the servitor is going to understand as the task. Just rethink it. Go back to the drawing board, look at how you structured it, how you structured the intent, and what you told the servitor to do, and maybe a change will do the trick. The third method, which is probably my preferred method, is to create a supporting servitor. Here you have your original servitor, which is doing its task, but not as good as it should. You then create another servitor to come in and help the tasks. It aids the first one, so they do the task together. But if it's a complicated task, then maybe the other one can split off and do some subsequent work. While this one is busy doing whatever it needs to do, and then bring that work back, bring the energy back to the original one, and give the original servitor support in what it needs to do. Sometimes there are just too many moving parts for one servitor to handle. That's definitely my preferred method because it does allow you to keep your original servitor around without having to feed it more energy or trying to figure out what went wrong. This second servitor can actually hold the task of passing on communication to the first. This will allow you to communicate new messages to it, which brings me to how to grow your servitor in its intention. As an example, let's say you have a particular product that you are trying to sell on a website. You create a servitor to bring people to the website, make them aware of the product and get them to purchase. Subsequently, you are working on another product which supports that first product. Now. You want to work with the same servitor you already have working on the website traffic and customers, because that servitor surrounds all of these processes and products. You can add to its programming to help you finish the development of the supporting product, and once it is ready, you then add to the programming of the servitor to also sell this product alongside the first one. That is one servitor for the entire process. What you can do is create two servitors that are all supporting each other and all working together. One for the website sales and one for the development of the new product, instead of having just one trying to handle all of those things. You could even create a third one to join force with the first one and sell the new product alongside the first servitor that is selling the original product. They could each focus on their areas, but they will all work together because it's all part of the business. So instead of putting too much demand and too much pressure on one servitor to do all the work, which may require it to need more and more energy, you can split that between two or more different servitors all working on the same larger goal. It's very similar to sigil shoaling, where you're creating multiple sigils that have broken down a bigger goal into smaller parts of that goal, all work together to attain the larger goal. Teamwork. If you want to get creative, you can also bring a RoboFish into it. For instance, you have three servitors that are each focusing on a particular area of a larger goal or task, but you can have one servitor which is overseeing everything else. That servitor can report back to you on progress and any problems that are arising. This one becomes the manager or team leader. Magic is an art, so you have to get creative with what you are doing. Get as creative as you need and remember to colour outside the lines. That's it for the first season of this podcast. I will be back on the 5th of May with some incredibly exciting topics. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. I publish a new video every week and we also have the Black Hat Chat live show on my channel every Friday where Rev Kai and myself get together and talk about witchcraft and magic. Check out the link tree in the description for the link to my channel. And don't forget to check out my website and all it has to offer while you are doing that. Have a great imolk or lunisher, depending on which hemisphere you are listening from. And I'll see you here just after the beltane Soin axis. This podcast was brought to you by, well, myself, Lee W. Johnson. To find out more about me, please visit my website at leewjohnson.com or check out my link tree in the description of this podcast. If you like the video format, then subscribe to my YouTube channel, where I also host a live show every Friday with Rev Kai called The Black Hat Chat. It's just two witches chatting about traditional witchcraft and other topics. That's me for this week. Hope to hear from you soon. Thanks for listening.